There's an interesting dynamic when you're speaking another language. So when you're learning another language, what happens is you begin by thinking things through and then speaking the language. So you begin very slowly. So if I'm going to say, hello, how are you? And I'm speaking to you. We all went to the lesson about y'all the other day. Uh, speaking to you in Portuguese, and I'm just learning, I might go, Oi, como estão vocês? Because I'm thinking in my mind, okay, I say hello, and then I say, how are y'all? How are y'all? And that's the way it goes. That's the way you think. And then eventually, your brain starts working much faster, so all of a sudden you're thinking in the language. And when you're thinking in the language, you're no longer going, como está? You're going, oi, como está usted? Como está vocês? Espero que todo está bem con vocês. And you're thinking in the language, and so you can do it very quickly. One of the fascinating things about that is when you start to think in the language, you, don't, you not only absorb the language, but you absorb the culture. So when you think in the language, you also think in the culture, and your personality changes a little bit. It's absolutely true. You're not like living, you know, you're not like Jim in English and, you know, Andrew in Spanish, you're just a little bit different person in the culture, kind of absorbing the culture around you. So I remember the psychologist asking me one time, she says, I don't understand this. You have someone who is very rigid, very strict with themselves, very shy, timid, the whole bit. They get down to South America and they're a completely different person. They're practically dancing on the tables. How does that happen? And I said, it's really simple. When you speak a different language and you think in the other language, you absorb the culture. So he gets into the culture in South America and that's absorbed. And so he is a different person in South America than he is in North America. It's because it's the nature of the way the brain works. Now, I'm bringing this up for a reason, obviously. I've talked to you before about be careful of seeing Catholicism as a moral code. And one of the reasons why I teach it that way is that is the way people understand Catholicism here in the United States. It's a real problem. If you understand what it truly means to be a Catholic, we have to understand that thinking in the moral level is like thinking how to speak a language, trying to get each word and going, hola, como están ustedes, which is Spanish. And instead of, now you have to think in the language and you can say, como están ustedes, espero que todo está bien. The latter part is actually how we're called to think and people don't understand that because it's not taught. I'm teaching this. That's the level we're called to think. So we're not called to think as Catholics, as these are the rules, we're called to think as Catholics like C.S. Lewis thought is also a Christian but an Episcopalian. I believe in God like I believe that the sun rises every day. On the same line, 
Similar, you cannot convince me that God does not exist. To try to convince me that God does not exist would be like going over to MIT, and many people over at MIT believe in God, and many of them are Catholics, but you go over to MIT and try to convince them there's no such things as atoms. And you're just not going to be able to do it, because they understand that atoms exist just as much as we understand that God exists. But the way we're called to live our Catholic faith is not by rules, but as I keep telling you, the wisdom. And I know I've been saying this over and over, but that happens to be the pattern this is going of the readings. Is to think in the wisdom of God. So when you think in the wisdom of God, then you're, you're also thinking in your faith, similar to the way a polyglot thinks in the language. In, now it's completely different. You think differently, you are a different person than you were before you did that. So, I'm going to give you a rather stark example, and I'm not going to ask you to do the example I'm going to give you, because you're going to go, no, Father, we're not going to do that. I'm not asking you to do that. But I just want to show you an extreme example of someone who does that. I had a fascinating interview this week with a man. The interview will be on the radio show for the next two weeks. A man who's part of the Catholic worker movement. The Catholic worker movement believes in what is known as voluntary poverty. And the way they live voluntary poverty is trusting the Lord for all things. They believe in divine providence and trusting the Lord for all things. So the Catholic worker house burnt down. They asked for donations to help rebuild it. They got donations, they rebuilt it, and now it exists again. And as he was explaining to me, they don't have fire insurance. Now he might say, well, why don't they have fire insurance? Because they trust the Lord for all things. And instead of spending money on fire insurance, I'm not asking you to do this. So please don't go home and cancel your fire insurance they give the money they would use for fire insurance to the poor. But you can see that intense level of thinking that they have. You can see that intense level of belief that they have, which I don't think any of us, including myself, are there yet, but that's ultimately to the level, maybe not to be part of the Catholic worker movement, but to the level that we are called to trust in the Lord for all things. Now, I thought the best example to illustrate this and the mistake we make here in the United States is with Humanae Vitae. If you understand how Humanae Vitae, Humanae Vitae is the document that came out of the Vatican in 1968, and it was the one that prohibited artificial contraception, and it became a big battle in the church. But a lot of people don't understand what it says. And, you know, the media will say, well, this is what Catholics believe. Don't ever listen to the media. They haven't a clue. Okay? They really don't. Media does not understand Catholicism at all. They haven't a clue. You can, have any, you can tell that to any journalist. Have them come knock on my door, and I'll tell them you don't have a clue. If you'd like a clue, sit down, and I'll talk. All right. Here's one of the things. I was watching a video the other day. From, I'm saying, oh, who is this guy? And I think he's a brother or a priest or something, and he's saying we have to teach people not to contracept. I didn't even know that was a word. I didn't even know that was a verb. 
That's a verb. Did you know that? To contracept. Not to contracept. And where is he? He is at the rules-based. The rules. These are the rules. You have to tell them not to follow the rules. But if they follow the rules, things will go well. No. That's atheism. Sorry. That's not what we're called to live. It's right in the document from Pope Paul VI. It's number 25. It actually is a growth in an understanding of trust. That's what it means to live humanae vitae. To grow in an understanding of trust. To the level, maybe not to the full level, but enough of a level that we are on our way to being like the guy who doesn't have fire insurance. Because he has an extreme... That's, but that is the level of trust to which the Lord calls us. So we're called away from living rules and called into living a mindset, a way of thinking. And the way of thinking is beyond the understanding of the rules. So if you're living this way of thinking, then you're living in a way that other people will not understand just as much as if you're speaking Spanish to people who don't speak Spanish. Y por eso está diciendo las palabras que puede decir. Eh, la gente está diciendo que está diciendo él. Y usted está diciendo palabras, muchas palabras, y ellos no comprenden nada. Okay? The same way. You're living your faith. They may not understand, but that's all right, because you're living your faith to a level of trust. Now, are you going to get to that level of trust? You can't do it without prayer. You can. So here we are in this Lent, and I'm not asking you. I'm just telling you that's what we're called to do. 